and gentlemen to another episode of true north nerds woo, woo, woo. this week we will be discussing uh the um, latest episodes of what if and we'll delve into the world of star wars sort of with star wars visions it's kind but, of a star wars what if yeah kind of kind of We'll, we'll, we'll what talk if Star about. Wars was anime? Yeah, a different a whole whack of anime. <laughs> what if Star Wars was Astro Boy? So that was we've got seven or eight. <laughs> we've got. Would you shut up? No. <laughs> we've got Jen. Hi. And unfortunately, Ryan. I was told to shut up, so I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> oh, I can sit in my corner podcast. and pout. And as uh, as mentioned uh, in previous episode, uh, Kevin is off on vacation to Disneyland. Is that yes. the one he's going to? Yeah, yes. he's in Cali. He's so he so will, Cal. He will be coming back and, you know, just shoving it at us that... He got to go on Star Wars again and (laughs) And Avengers Academy and made friends with Mickey Mouse. Apparently there's a meet. He's going to a meeting meet and greet to meet Agatha. Yeah, because that's one they added for uh, the the Halloween sort of period. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, So we usually start this off with the news. But uh, one little bit of news I got to know, uh, Ryan, you recently watched Aliens for the first time. Yes, did. I did you like it? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was so surprised you hadn't seen it before. It's just one of those movies that, they, you know, well, growing up, I, you know, a lot of the, the ones that are, you know, scarier, like thriller-ish or something like that, you know, weren't really on my radar. And, uh... You know, I didn't have uh, an older brother or older sister to, ex- you know, to expose me to that stuff. And then uh, a lot of my friends in high school and all that weren't, you know, there weren't a lot of them into like sci-fi movies and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's funny because I did see some of the later ones. Like I know what's the one uh, I always say, what's the, with what's her name in it? You know, the shoplifter. Um, Winona Ryder. That's the one. What's what? That's Resurrection, <laughs> right? Alien's Resurrection. Uh, that is, that, that is, one is uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, so I've seen that one. I actually owned that on VHS. I bought it used at yeah. one point. I tried to buy the whole series used from the same sale, but my I had family members buy it when I was like, "Oh, these are good movies. I think I'm going to buy them." And the next thing I know, I see them grabbing them, but I because I couldn't buy them because I was still working. <laughs> but yeah, uh, these are jerks sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> 
But uh, no, like I said, I've seen, I'd always seen parts of it. I'd just yeah. never seen, I'd never sat down and said, I'm going to watch Aliens and turned it on and sat through it and then finished it. Yeah. It was usually like it's on TV, so you catch parts of it here and there, or you catch clips of it, or like stuff like that. And, well, once you never watch it, it once, you don't have to see it again, so exactly. it's not so bad. <sighs> Or Brent. <laughs> I love that movie. So there's I'm a reason why I pre-ordered die. a Nerf gun that's based off of it. <laughs> Anytime no, we watch but, a movie like that, Brent that Brent gets me to watch a movie like that and there's an animal in it, I'm like, if that animal dies, I'm gonna hate this movie forever. Yeah, but that's that like the, alien. That's the first one. That's not the second one. The so second one has the kid, right? Yeah. Second one has uh, the kid, yes. Yeah, because it starts off with the Same cat. Thing. The cat is in the second one, just at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, see, so the cat is uh, We assume it does, yes. <laughs> Ryan, what's in the news this week? What's in the news? Oh, where do we start? Um, I got a lot, nice little list here. Let's start in the middle. Uh, Jen, you like Pokemon. I do. Do you like Oreo cookies? I do. Well, did you know that Oreo cookies and Pokemon have teamed up to make special edition cookies? They're hard to find. <laughs> well, they are hard to find. So what it is, for people that don't aren't aware, uh, is Oreo has made Pokemon you know, cookies. They've carved the likenesses of Pokemon into the cookie. And people are selling these things online. Apparently, there is a rare uh, one of the obviously the rare one to find is a Mew, and uh, from recent eBay listings of solds, it has uh, been selling for upwards of four hundred dollars, US. Yeah. Yep. That's why I saw the news, and then I saw that it was like, you know. Very rare, and I'm like, well, I'm never going to have these cookies, so meh. <laughs> That's okay. They're just all filled with Pika goo. Yeah. <laughs> I've resorted to puns. Me. What has become of me? Oh, oh. <laughs> One of us. One, One of us. Uh, okay, let's go back to the top of the list here. Also, um, okay, so Shang-Chi, uh, they've released the, uh, or announced the home release dates. So digital platforms at Disney Plus will be uh, November 12th, while the Blu-ray DVD release will be November 30th. So uh, just over a, mu- oh, a month and a half, really, from now, you'll be able to watch it on Disney Plus. Cool. That's a good one. We saw that. We liked it. Uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson have settled their lawsuit. Uh, details have not been obviously not been disclosed, but they have come out and said they've settled their lawsuit, which we all took knew longer than I happen. thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think, I figured it would be a very quick uh, solution to the problem. Well, yes, but the, now that there's that new head at uh, Disney, right? And I think this was his chance to kind of flex some muscle. It all goes back to when this all started, too. They came out with that quote that now the uh, going forward that they were going to be changing the way they do contracts with, with people and what the contracts mm. would entail. 
kind of getting away from having the back end money and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we saw Disney Flex. It's... Yeah, I'll try that again. We saw Disney flex its uh, legal muscle even more in the last week, too. Yes, we did. Uh, they have gotten into uh, numerous lawsuits with new, uh, the estates of uh, many of their the creators of their classic characters. Really? Yep, including the estate. Well, <laughs> this sort of got kicked off recently. With the estate of Steve Ditko, the creator of, well, co-creator of Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange, uh, announcing their intention legally uh, to reacquire the copyrights to those two creations. And Mm -hmm. we have seen this before. Uh, The Kirby estate uh, did something similar a couple of years ago, and Disney quickly reached a... Settlement offer that uh, that that quashed that squashed that one um, because they realized how much Kirby had co-created in the Marvel universe. But um, yeah, there's like oh, there's a big list of like estates they're suing basically to stop these people from filing these uh, copyright claims already. Like, uh, let me see. I know um, Stan Lee's estate is actually part of the the deal as well. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much just the whole, I guess, the timeline of, I guess, we're reaching certain years where a lot of these things were, you know, I think it's a five or ten year gap of after so many years of when these things were, these characters were created. Uh, you reach this point, and then the the, the estates or like the original creators or people that worked on it have like five years to try to put that where they can put in a a claim against the copyright to try to reacquire it from whoever has it at that time. Yeah, because it's been X amount of years since they first created it, and or and so that yeah, it's a bit of a window and. Yeah, so some of these people have just started now, and so yeah, some of these are preemptive by Disney just to make deals and settle things down, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Dicko's estate had filed a notice of termination on Spider-Man, and we're planning on doing one for Doctor Strange. So Disney has now sued in order to stop these, cha- like to challenge these copyright termination notices. The the families of Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Gene Colan, who is uh, one of the uh, co-creators of Iron Man, I believe, and uh, I believe Don Heck is in there too. Like, there, there's a bunch of them that they just went after everybody all at once. I guess as a preemptive strike, and yeah. this, this is a lot of this is stemming out of. A bunch of the Marvel creators going like, hey, you're making literally billions of dollars off of something I created. Where's my share? Like, it's, you know, uh, Ed Brubaker basically created the storyline for uh, for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like, it's all based on his good chunk of it is based directly off his work and he didn't see like virtually any money from it. 
they've Marvel for Marvel and Disney from time to time have done ones where they knew PR was going to be a an issue. Like the um the, the creator of Rocket Raccoon, he was in a really bad car accident, like I think over a decade ago, where he needs constant medical care. And his brother has yeah. been helping out with that, but is needed to do like um, GoFundMe's and stuff like that. And Disney and Marvel he helped out. And be, when Guardians became such a thing, because you know the the articles about well, where are the guys who created this? And like you know, Bill Mantlo was one of them. And it's like, oh, uh, he's not doing so good. <laughs> and they've stepped up and find actually helped in in some ways but at the same time it's like how much money have they raked in from movies and from merchandise of rocket yeah. raccoon and stuff like that that like you know a steady basically paycheck out of that would be a great help to a, a guy in a family like his so especially like that window of the the first real batches of marvel characters are and uh, we're going to start seeing it with DC characters in the next little while, too, is well, really starting to open. Yeah, because we already have seen it over the years with with DC, on the DC side with uh, Superman. Yeah. And, and, we, and like, in a slightly different medium, uh, this week, uh, the, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Friday the 13th, like the first film, yep. gained the copyright back to that. Yeah. So, like, he had won it in court, and um, Sean Cunningham, who was the producer of that film, and the subsequent, like, Friday the 13th series after the first one, challenged it and lost in appeals. So it's going to this writer guy. Now, it only qualifies, like, basically everything from the first film. It doesn't, like, Hockey Mask Jason is not part of what he got in the the legal battle it's just the yeah. characters and ideas from the first movie but it's really hard to put out a dvd set of this or blu-ray set or send sell the streaming rights to a series that doesn't include the first one yeah <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to watch these battles in the next little while mm-hmm. Next. Next. Uh, oh, so we got some Doctor Who news. Uh, Russell T. Davies will be returning as the showrunner to Doctor Who. Yeah. After the uh, after the next season, when we uh, so we get one more season with uh, the current showrunner and the current Doctor, and then they were leaving, which we remember talking about uh, a few episodes back. And so now, uh, yeah, Russell T. Davies has announced he's going to return. So that'll be interesting because he was. Uh, was he the second showrunner of the new run or the first showrunner of the new run? I think he was the first one, wasn't he? Uh, I think so, too. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of fell off the Doctor Who bandwagon, so we really got to get back on. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's been a bit. Especially since you have all the episodes to watch. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have, have the most recent season, which is, what, 12? I think oh, it's well, 12. I think it might be more than 13. that at this point. I don't know, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah so, there. 
Yeah. So he did. Uh, he was the showrunner from 2005 to 2010, according to uh, 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 Wikipedia, okay. which means he did Eccleston's season, and yeah, then he did did, uh, did a bunch of tenants, and he also he's also behind Torchwood as well, and the and the Sarah Jane yeah. Adventures. Yep. So. Yeah, well, we we shall see how it goes. Um. Okay. So we have just a little sneaking little toy news here. Uh, Hasbro. Uh, they were showing off this week uh, a new action figure, a George Lucas Stormtrooper action figure. Mm-hmm. Another one. <laughs> this one's new because it's got a different head on it. And it's um, also a six inch as opposed to uh, three and three quarters. Yes. Uh, if they actually show up around here, I will probably look to buy one of those. Cool. Uh, staying with Star Wars. Okay, let's get into some Star Wars Disney Plus news. We got a release date for the book of Boba Fett. We will be seeing that starting on Wednesday, December 29th. I'm happy oh, that we happens. heard that because I was on Jason Agnew's radio show and said that it was coming out in December. Yep. <laughs> and then afterwards, I'm like, ooh, was, is that the case? I'm pretty sure it's December, but I don't remember when to get press. They kept saying it was December and December, but then they hadn't yeah. given us an official date. But yeah, you got just it under the wire there, Brent. <laughs> And uh, so this, with this announcement, this was, I guess, reported by the the Hollywood Reporter, uh, and in their article, they're also reporting that Disney is planning and working on eleven uh, more series for Star Wars stuff over the next uh, few years. Hmm. Now, lot. obviously, some of these will be sequel, uh, you know, season twos. Or yeah. threes, so, you know, we're gonna get season three of The Mandalorian. We'll probably get a season two of, of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, maybe that's even count season one. We're getting Obi Wan. We're getting um, what's the the the, the Rogue One one? Um, what's this? Um, oh, Ando. Uh, yeah, Cassian. Cassian, and then uh, and we're getting an Ahsoka, aren't we? Yes, yeah, so we get that's point. right. We're getting Ahsoka. So. Yeah. That number can easily, uh, you know, get up to eleven, just yep. with those ones and having season twos and stuff. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, Brent, time to start uh, saving your your nickels and dimes. No, oh, no. <laughs> the prop store in Het- oh, here we go, Hertfordshire uh, in the United Kingdom is holding oh, its yes. eighth consecutive entertainment memorabilia live auction. From November 9th to the 11th, more than a okay. thousand pieces, including signed, uh, including a signed hoverboard from Back to the Future 2, mm-hmm. a full-size T-800 endoskeleton from T-2, Ooh. and a production costume <sighs> from Spider-Man 3. Oh, okay, that's the one that I I uh, saw the pop up the other day in my feed. And then see, yeah, there's a bunch uh, of other stuff too from all the kinds of other sci-fi shows and things, but those were some of the first ones that popped up in the articles I was reading. Yeah, um, that, that I love going through their website because they, oh, they yeah. on the auctions they just have like uh, 
stuff there that they they sell on the regular. Um, ooh, there's there's even something sort of for well, you or uh, Snowhawk, uh, one of the two. The uh, a proton pack from the Lady Ghostbusters. There's a proton uh, proton pack from the Lady Ghostbusters. Uh, there is a, a Batman Forever bat suit, the Sonar bat suit to be specific. Oh, cool. There's a ooh, that's kind of cool and way out of a price range. Um, Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi light up uh, X-wing filming miniature. Ooh, yeah, and, that, would be, oh, that would be awesome. And hey, are are you uh, lonely and oh, want somebody you know, famous to lonely. talk to? The one of the uh, screen matched Wilsons from Castaway, the volleyball. Oh, <laughs> you can buy one of those. There's a uh, gladiator helmet. That's uh, it's always cool to flip oh, through. I would get the gladiator helmet. That's cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I always like that. There's it's. It always surprises me the amount of stuff that you see pop up in these auctions but at the same time it makes sense because if you kept every single prop from every single movie the amount of warehouses you would need yeah it's just what, phenomenal. Yeah, they, what i, I find they funny just, too they try to just keep historically yeah accurate ones i find it funny too like when you hear these stories afterwards of these films and stuff when you have like an actor that's like kind of that wants to take a prop or something from the set and then they're told no you can't or well here if you if you give us you know yeah sh- sure you can but it'll cost you five hundred dollars or something like that and then next thing you know you see these other tv shows where they're like oh well here's this thing just rotting away in a warehouse somewhere or here's this or it's just being put up for auction it's like yeah if somebody wanted except it, for the cool. armor from starship troopers which yeah. has been used on so many sci-fi shows over the years. I just watched yeah, that movie kinda, again. They have to put a price on those things, otherwise the place would get stripped bare by everybody. So they oh. have to they have to have some kind of control over it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But I mean like when you have someone like like Ryan Reynolds, who's the star of your movie and wants to take home a Deadpool costume. And you won't let him, so he just doesn't take it off and takes it home. <laughs> I wonder how much yeah. of that is just like, we need an anecdote for when you're doing the interview round, so here's a funny story you can tell, and how much of that is actually real. Yeah. What surprises me sometimes is like the the like the prices on some of these items always kind of surprises me sometimes of like how much something is or how little something goes for like there's um a uh, let's see for instance there is a production storyboard from Return of the Jedi that's for sale on their website right now like you can outright buy it it's signed by Dennis Muren who did uh was like head of ILM at the time okay and it's only going for 375 mm-hmm. like this is a one of a kind storyboard that you can't from like one of the biggest films ever made, and it's only three seventy five. But now at the what's same the time, board? like what's the the section? Um, it it looks like it's a close up of Luke's head. 
Like, uh, maybe after he gets knocked off. Yeah, Luke looks off screen at bike is the, the direction on the note underneath it. Okay, so, so it's probably, probably on Endor. yeah, it's a, well, it's definitely on Endor because he's got that that gear on. Oh, but okay. I'm guessing it's after it, so. he crashes the speeder bike. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> so you can buy a set of five arrows from Troy for just a hundred bucks less than that. Like there's yeah, nothing like other sucks. than the certificate of authenticity. These are just kind of generic prop arrows. Yeah. You know, from eight, as Jen gratefully pointed out, I not particularly good movie. Oh yeah. Well, it's just like I've seen in the past where they've been selling things like a console from Stargate Atlantis. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? And it's like this big hunk of wood and plastic and fiberglass and, and it, it seems pretty reasonably priced, like pretty cheap. But then it's like, well, how are you going to ship it? And then what are you going to do with it? Like, where are you yeah, putting where are you going to put it? Yeah. And sometimes they're reasonably priced where you, like, just try and figure out what you would want to <laughs> do with it. Yeah. Like, I, okay, it's only a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's, it's I'll just put it in the living room. Like, um, have you seen Johnny Mnemonic, Ryan? Yes. Okay, so you know the dolphin in it? Yes. The one that helps them do the signal? Okay, I found this out after the fact. They put that up for sale, and it was, like, really affordable. Like, you could have bought this fake dolphin with all this cyberpunk stuff. stuff Wasn't it falling apart, though? Um, Yeah, but you could have had it restored. That costs money. Yeah, but even still, it was only like eighty six bucks. I think it would, like it went like super cheap, mm. and then and you would have had that like hanging up over your front door. Ooh, ooh, here's something for uh, Snowhawk cosplay: is a set of uh, katanas, Storm Shadows swords in particular from GI Joe Retaliation. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, they're going for a tidy sum of with conversion. Uh, $2,295. And they're rubber swords, so they were, like, prop swords, so they're for, and, uh, do they say if they're screen used? They're stunt sword set, but they don't know if they were, it doesn't seem like it, it it doesn't mention if it was screen used or not, but, yes. Well, thanks for bringing that up, uh, Ryan. No I, I won't be able to afford anything in the auction, but I'll take a look. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, since you brought up G.I. Joe, uh, did you hear that apparently a, uh, they're working on a big-budget G.I. Joe video game uh, was, but, uh, being developed by Wizards of the Coast? Who is the parent company of Hasbro. Yep. Or, no, Has- sorry, Hasbro Hasbro is Wizards the parent of the company Coast. of Wizards of the yeah, Coast. sorry. That's why it's all it's all in the same family, but yeah, no. Apparently, they're trying to work on a big AAA but big budget video game. Hopefully, it's better than that last one they just put out. I I didn't play the last one. Did you? No, uh, I've heard uh, 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 Snowhawk and his son played it. Uh, it says it's very repetitive. It's just you know you're either the you know, the Cobra or you're the Joes and you're on a level and you either 
you know, you're fighting from one side to the other or or the yeah. reverse. And, you know, there's only certain characters you can play. I guess you can unlock different costumes as, as you go. But, you know, there's only a four, it's one of those it's where it's like it's a budget title. It's only like 30 or 40 dollars. It's not a full price game, so. Yeah. You get what you get, but. Uh, That's cool. Sticking with games, uh, games and movies. So we get the announcement of a Super Mario Brothers movie is being made. Uh, Starring as Mario, Chris Pratt. I, I don't see why everybody is so upset about that. If it, if it's animated, I don't know why you just yeah. don't get the guy that did the voice in the game. Yeah. And maybe he's not a good actor. Um, and I'm not. Just, I'm not saying that to put the guy yeah. down. It's no, just no. Uh, like what, like his sum total of dialogue in those games is really. Uh, Let's go! Woohoo! Woohoo! I think Brent could have been a Mario. And like, like he does it really, really well. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, is like that—that's not doing a whole movie. That's uh, yeah. that's a, like that's a very I, different animal. This is why I don't understand why why everybody's shitting on Chris Pratt doing it because it's like, like you said, he doesn't. Mario doesn't. And okay, I haven't played Mario games in a long time, but like you said, he doesn't typically have a lot of dialogue, so. Like you can't judge what he's gonna sound like based on woohoo. Yeah, and but it's, you expect him to have at least an Italian accent, and I don't know if also I don't know what kind of voice well, acting Chris, like. He's pretty that. good Chris, at accents. Is he? Yeah, yeah. There was a <laughs> there was a really good uh, clip from Graham Norton where uh, he was in he was in the UK because his wife wife was filming something and he was there his wife at the time or he anyway so he ended up watching a lot of of uk television and he then he just went off on this big long like dialogue of of this like trashy show that he used what he what he was watching and he did the accent like bang on it was good oh is that the one where he made <laughs> we pretty much sounded like some kind of like uh trashy teenage girl or something yeah yeah i think i saw that clip so i'm like I, I i'm like i'm I mean, based on how Brent reacted when he heard that uh, Bradley Cooper was going to be Rocket and how well that turned out, I'm like, I give him the benefit of the doubt, at least until I hear it in a trailer. Yep. Yeah. But we didn't have a voice for Rocket Raccoon before that. Yeah. Well, it's like if uh, there was a, Ze- a Legend of Zelda movie and everybody was basing the voice actor of Link on that stupid anime or animated cartoon where all he did was go, well, excuse me, princess. Yeah. <laughs> My only thought with it is when you look at the cast and the characters that are in it, it's like, what is this movie? Because yeah. it's got like, because it it's like, so in the original Mario game, it's Donkey Kong is the bad guy, right? And in the well, Super Mario universe, you get Bowser. And this movie's got both sets of those guys. 
Yeah, but oh. so maybe this is like as much as it's a Mario. You know, it could just be like you know those are they're all part of the Mario mythos, the Mario yeah. Nintendo yeah. universe. You just said it yourself. The original one has Donkey Kong, and then suit then it evolves to Super Mario, where you get Bowser. So that totally makes sense that they're all together. Now the real question is, um, <laughs> no, I, I I won't even bother. Never mind. What? I wanted it to be live action. I want. I want. I want to remake. I want. I want episode two for the the movie we got in the eighties. It can't possibly. Unfortunately, Bob Hoskins is I know. is no longer alive, and neither is Captain Lou Albano. Oh, so your two awesome live action Mario's are no longer with us. <laughs> and the other the other thing about judging this at cast announcement without even seeing a trailer or anything is like it can't possibly the movie can't possibly be worse than that live action one. Even though Bob Hoskins was great as Mario in it. It, oh yeah, that movie's that movie's no, horrible. It is there horrible. is no way that they could make a worse Mario movie than that. Yeah, at least this one will have something. That probably, movie probably, is. Well, probably this movie, well, this animated one, will probably be you know have connections to the actual video game, where the, yeah. <laughs> like the live action movie. <laughs> that that movie led to one of the best quotes I've ever read about an actor taking a movie, like up there with Michael Caine uh, doing that Jaws movie because it, the house that it paid for it was quite nice. The um, Dennis Hopper explained it because he's the guy who plays Koopa in that crappy movie. Yep. And he had a young son at the time and the son was into video games and saw the movie is like, Papa, why did you do this movie? And he's like, well, so I could have money to buy you shoes. And his son apparently replied back, Papa, I don't need shoes that bad. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's one of my favorite interview quotes from anybody about doing a movie. But, Are we going to have uh, yeah. to do a... Uh... Are we going to have to do a live viewing of that movie at some point? Which the movie? Podcast? The Mario movie. Or is oh. that too torturous? Oh, no, I'd sit through that one again. <laughs> I, I, remember, I, I, I rented it a bunch of times as a kid, so I'd sit through it again. Yeah, it's one of those... Um, it's it's so not bad. like... It's so bad and like so just weird and trippy. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there are there are. It's mushrooms. barely a party home movie, so you like it. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more things here. Um, did you guys see the first footage from Sandman? Yes, yes. I did. And what did, me having no connection and knowing nothing about it doesn't matter. What did you think of it? It, it looks so good. That is the the best way to explain. It. Is that that whole teaser is from like the first issue, and it, it's like it, it's really really close. I'm I'm curious to see how they pull it off and what happens in it and how they replace uh, the DC cameos that are in the the first couple of issues. Because so Sandman was a book that started before Vertigo existed. 
And it kind of is what necessitated Vertigo afterwards. So it, uh, much like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, had like when it starts, is firmly in the DC universe. Like it uses a, uh, it adultifies, for lack of a better term, a bad guy of the Justice League in the first storyline. And like Martin Martian Manhunter and Mr. Miracle make appearances in the book. Yeah, but not overly necessary to the overall plot. Like you could, no. I think you could get away with not having them in there. I, I'm kind. I'm just kind of curious what the workaround is. Like, it, yeah. like it, it is a smaller plot point, but it, it's something they still have to go around. And what DC references do they leave in? Like the the classic Sandman, the the guy with the gas mask and the gas gun. Do we see because they then attribute uh, Morpheus's capture to inspire, like inspiring him to be a superhero? So, like, do we see glimpses of that? And and we haven't gotten casting for all the endless yet, and that that will be, I guess, season two, obviously. But uh, I'm really curious who they get to play Destruction. It should be Batista. <laughs> yes. Batista but, would mean, be awesome in that role. Like just just from the 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 quick preview where you don't really have a whole lot of dream other than a couple of quick shots of him. I think that they they got the look really well. Like I mean, Brent was saying he's not as pale as he should be, but you know, it's also live action. You know, you can only yeah. make a human so pale um without him looking not realistic. But I like they got the hair, they got the like sunken features, they got the gauntness, and I'm like, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that they so far have done a very good job, and I I love the like I'm I'm so excited. I, who did they, did they announce who's playing Death? Um, yes, I know there were some announcements. Is, uh, they uh, they've pretty much cast the entire uh first season like they've announced it ain't you i know nothing about this franchise and so i look forward to watching it i've never read it and it it might be good for people who like like that sort of stuff but it's not their it's not their comic book cup of tea yeah, like kind of like how Lucifer is in some some ways. Like two of my coworkers really love Lucifer, but would ne- never pick up the, the comic book. So, uh, um, Death is played by a woman named Kirby Hal Baptiste. She's a oh. British actor who was in A Dog's Purpose, and oh, she was in Cruella. Was her the latest thing that she's uh, been in? She was Anita Tattletail Darling. Oh, she was Anita. In, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. She's done. She's done some voice work too. But uh, apparently, she was in an episode of Bat Midnight. Okay. Um, yeah. The the cast is like it's a it's a combination of like solid actors that we've seen in a bunch of other things. There's no real. Like, there's no big guy in it that's like, oh, that's like, you know, like there's no huge star in it, which is part of the the casting, right? Like, it's 
good that way. I guess the the biggest cast members would probably be um, Stephen Fry plays Gilbert, um, which uh, th- th- there's an interesting uh, twist to that one later on. Uh, David Thewlis, who we last saw in Wonder Woman, is uh, John D slash Doctor Destiny. He's the the bad guy of the Justice League that I met and uh Patton Oswald's the the voice of Matthew uh dreams Raven in it. And uh, I guess Charles Dance be- is is fairly big due to Game of Thrones, right? Mm. Oh, and Boyd Holbrook's in it too. Uh the guy who played uh, the main reaver in Logan. Okay, yep. Yeah, he he's in it. Uh, the, he was also in The Predator. Um he he plays the Corinthian which is he's got the look right for it. That's that's a good guy for that. The Corinthian is one of the nightmares that es- escapes dreaming because you have dreams and you have nightmares, right? So very cool. I look forward to watching it. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yes, two more. Um, we have uh, ooh, uh, season four of Cobra Kai has a release date. Uh, it will be released to Netflix on December 31st. Cool. So that last week in December, we'll have a bunch of stuff to start watching. Yeah. Uh, there's a new trailer for it, which still makes it look really cool. Uh, so like I said, in this season, we uh, it's the All-Valley uh, Karate Tournament. And it looks like the bad guy from... Uh, Karate Kid 2, the other Cobra Kai coach, mm-hmm. it will be returning and joining up with the original uh, bad guy coach. Okay. Yeah. I so. barely remember Karate Kid. So. <laughs> you gotta watch that one again. I don't think I've actually ever seen Karate Kid. Oh. Yeah. We, we have discussed this, I think, numerous yeah. times. Every time. Uh, amongst all of them. Plus that it's it's we all have movies and Jen has always proposed this as an idea for episodes we should do. We all have movies that we haven't seen that the other three of us are like, how yeah. have you not seen that? <laughs> so okay, my last little bit of news is for all you big Babylon Five fans. Uh, there was an announcement yep. this week from the original creator and comic book Arthur and uh, Ghostbuster cartoon uh, writer uh, J. Michael Straczynski <laughs> uh, that he will be rebooting Babylon 5 uh, on the CW. Yeah. Um, as we know from previous episodes, uh uh, Kevin is a big fan of the show. So am I. Uh, I love the original. Babylon 5 is is great. Um, the one thing, unfortunately, it was a syndicated show without a huge budget, even for television back then. So the CGI that they used, uh, a lot of it does not hold up so well now. Yeah. And the, um, the other thing is because a lot of people are writing in the or wrote in the Straczynski of like why is this a reboot and not like a continuation and his 
his main thing with it was, you know, technology's caught up to like how I would like it. This is a bigger network wants to do this. And sadly, the other part is, is you can't really continue it the same way anymore because a lot of the actors from the series are no longer with us. They're, yeah. they're just they're They are not among the living. Yep. So it's, you know, like, and I'm not talking like bit players, like pretty much the, I, I would say like almost uh, sadly, like three quarters of the main cast has passed away. Yeah. So you, now can't you could really do a reboot with or a remake with like a continuation with like two out of eight. Well, you could, you just, you can remake, you could have continued it. And it just happens to be, you don't, it'd be the same universe. And you reference those events that happened in the past, and it would have been the same mm-hmm. universe. And maybe you get one or two of those original cast members to show up to, you know, to establish, oh, hey, look, kids, remember this guy? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but even the same with this one, like, I will be amazed that Bruce Boxleitner doesn't make an appearance. On oh, I'm sure that you know, you'll get cameos, you'll get that. Yeah, and, and that's only fitting. But I think it's it, the way I look at it is it's just like, um, Battlestar Galactica, and it's re- when it was remade. You know, mm. you had better technology for the special effects. You do different stories. It still touch on the original ideas, um, and then you know, like like you just said, you can have some of those original actors come in and play different characters and show up. Uh, for one thing, I was reading, uh, Straczynski was talking about you know that he's you know he, yeah he's changed as a writer since he created the show and he would like to, you know, use some of the new tools that he's picked up along the way, as far as writing and creating the show. And at this point it's been, it's been off the air long enough and it's been, you know, there's enough time in between. You might as well just start from scratch. You're you're introducing to a brand new audience. So, yeah, not to be mean. Uh, not a lot of people watched it originally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like you said, I did and Kevin did and, uh, I yep. didn't. I remember seeing. I, th- I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. I never watched it consistently. I may have caught the odd uh, when they did like those Dude, t- the, the specials and stuff. But I liked it, and there was no at least in our neck of the woods, there was no way to watch it consistently. It was yeah. constantly bounced in time slots and places. Yeah, it's like it. Uh, the only reason I've seen the whole thing, quite honestly, is uh, my friend Air and her parents taped it, like recorded on VHS. Ooh, that yeah. makes me feel old. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things that, like, had they not, I probably wouldn't have seen as much of it as i did and even then i it wasn't really until the dvd sets came out and one of my roommates had them all that like i sat down and watched the whole thing start to finish well so from what i was reading in these articles too i guess one thing they described said it was ahead of its time in that it did the the long form story arcs where it was like a whole season story arc which was something that you didn't see on tv back then yeah, and infamously, they like it was a show that was always on the bubble of cancellation. Yeah. So the 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 last season, uh, J. Michael Straczynski got to do what he set out to do, and then like he's like, 
we're going to get canceled anyway. So this, this is going to be it. And it's part of my plan. Anyways, it all works. They got it, got that story done. And then they get done and like, like Hey, we're renewing you for another season. <laughs> That's why the, the last season is like, it's kind of wonky is mm-hmm. he, he made it work in the end, but it's like, it's, it's a lot of it didn't need to be there. And yep, 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 yep. That's it for me, folks. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, so let's go on, on to uh, our our reviews. Uh, let's do Star Wars Visions first because it will probably take the most amount of time, um, or maybe not. Uh, this series is a collection of short stories as put together by various anime studios in Japan, complete with, if you want, there is Japanese audio to all of these episodes. Um, I watched the, Jen and I watched the dubbed versions. Uh, I'm assuming you did too, Ryan. Oh yeah. But uh, at the same time, uh, the dubbed versions were uh, subtly filled with celebrity voices actors and we'll get that as we go um let's start with jen because i think out of the three of us jen is probably the biggest anime fan on a whole um i liked most of them and some of them were not my cup of tea but like you said everyone had different animation styles and some animation styles i don't particularly enjoy um, some of the stories I didn't find quite as interesting as others, but, um, there were three that I kind of wanted to see what happened next. Um, wait, one, two, three. Yeah, there were three, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, of the nine, I think there was only like three that I didn't really like that much, maybe three and a half. So I, if you like anime, it's it's a, and Star Wars. Obviously, you have to like Star Wars, or else you're going to be like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, it, it's a good series <laughs> to watch. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one was probably the Ninth Jedi. Uh, that was the one where uh, the Jedi were called to this floating asteroid, and there was the saber smith on the planet, and his daughter had to bring the sabers to the the temple, um, mm. and. It, Obviously, spoilers ahead, so look out. Um, it turns out that the most of the Jedi who had assembled, who uh, who had been called, uh, they were actually Sith who had intercepted the message and killed the Jedi, and then came to stop the Sabersmith and the uh, the Marquis or whoever he was from re- like from assembling Jedi together. What episode so there were was two, this one? What number? This was episode five, called the Ninth Jedi. I think I missed that one somehow. Oh, it was, it was, I liked that one. That was the one where, because it ended with uh, the Marquis and the two real Jedi who showed up, and the, the Sabersmith's daughter, who was also Force sensitive, leaving to go off and try to find more Jedi. And I'm like, I want to know, I want more of these adventures of these four. Mm. Um, so that was the first one that I watched that I was like, ooh, I want to see more of this. Um, I liked, Eight and nine were the other two that I wanted to see more of. So eight was uh, Lop and Ocho. That was the one with the little bunny girl. That yep. was more like a Studio Ghibli type of animation. I kept waiting um, for uh, for what's his name to show up. Brent? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Comic oh, book character. Jackson. 
I wanted Jackson to show up. I wanted oh. to be the green, a green rabbit. I was no kind of surprised that they hadn't snuck one in, but it's also done by <laughs> an anime studio that might have no idea that that character even exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that so is like also... That, that was another one where... Jen's favorite episode also stars uh, C.B. Lou does one of the, uh, the, the voices in it. Oh, does he? Yeah, that's it. Like, if you go through, like, a lot of them I didn't recognize, but if you go through the, the cast listings for these episodes, uh, it, it's sort of surprising who does voices where. And he, he's one of them that they kind of snuck in. Lucy Liu's in one of the episodes. Uh, it's, uh, uh, they, uh, I think in a wise way, like, it, it's, uh, it's a very much a who's who of Asian actors in Hollywood as well. So. Yeah, so I wanted to see more of the Lop and Ocho one. I wanted to see how that story continued. And the last one, um, which was called Akakiri, uh, I didn't like the anim- animation, but I liked the story. So I kind of wanted to see how that goes. Like, I was like, is the princess going to try to fight for her Jedi? Like, at, since she got back, bought back from life, is they going to try to redeem him at the end? Is it going to be another Anakin type of a story? So... Those were my favorites, but I mean, the only ones I didn't really like, I didn't like the Tatooine Rhapsody one. I liked that one. That was number two. Eh. I mean, I didn't hate any of them, but it was like, eh. Uh, Same with the the twins one, the one that was after that one. I was like, eh, that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think pretty much the rest of them I really liked. Ryan, what did you like of the series? Uh, well, like I just said, I liked the uh, the Tatooine Rhapsody one. I don't know. I just thought I don't know if it was the, just the art style or just the the fun mm. bits. Uh, I also I liked every time that the, the 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 lead singer went to say his name. There was all like distortion, and you can so he never said his name. I didn't notice that until you mentioned it. Um, and that we get kind of like the little origin story that he was a Padawan running away, you know, from like Order sixty six and stuff like that when he ran into yeah. this uh, hut. Java's wayward nephew starting a, a rock band. Yep. And so I enjoyed that one. Uh, I enjoyed the first one, mm. like just that scratchy style and the whole, you know, very like lone samurai type story. Uh, that one was pretty. I wouldn't mind seeing more tales from that in that one. And and that is the one that's getting the spin-off novel. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's the one that's getting an actual book about it because uh, Disney is uh, using this as a springboard, I guess. Oh yeah. And well, of course. They're they're going to be, um, you know, trying to merchandise as much as possible, but yeah, uh, for whatever reason, I guess probably it was the first one that they got back. So it was, it's the easiest one to hand off to an author and go, Hey, uh, make this into a book. Um, Oh no, maybe I'm, yeah. The duel, the duels getting uh, a novel. Um, it's, uh, what's it? What's it called? Oh, uh, it will. Uh, it's called Star Star Wars Visions Ronin. It's a a novel that should be out uh, uh, next week, week after uh, October twelfth. Wow. Yeah. So what you're saying is that if I want sequels to the ones that I really liked, I need to write them myself. I need to brush yep. off my old fan fiction. 
Yeah. Well, that, or you just need to keep watching those episodes over and over and over again to bump their numbers. Ah. Because that's what that it'll come cool. down to. The ones that get watched the most mm. will probably will get more follow we'll get follow up, right? Uh, I thought the Astro Boy one was kind of cute. Oh yeah, that one was adorable. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that one was my, my only thing with that one was that he was uh, he's a droid, and I thought the Force was only in living things. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> that was my only problem with the two, but I decided you know not to look too closely at it. Exactly. Well, it's not it like freaking any adorable. of this is canon, right? No, exactly. So. That's the thing. Uh, the, uh, the the elder that was an interesting one. Yeah, that uh, one which, I thought was kind of oh. boring to start off with. That's the one with the uh, yeah. um, what's his face as the Jedi. But mm-hmm. the 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 fight scene was good. I liked the fight scene. Yeah, I, it, that one was probably either either that or the duel at the the first episode were my two favorites. But that's also where, like, my anime case really run ninja, cyberpunk, giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, this really uh, gets the, uh, the, the ninja itch sort of scratched. Uh, did you recognize the, the voice of the Master Jedi in, in that episode? No. David Harbour. From Stranger Things and Hellboy, and oh. most recently uh, a member of the Marvel Disney family in uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, yes. Oh. Yeah. He wasn't no. Black Widow, just to be clear. He was Red Guardian. <laughs> really? I thought he was Black Widow. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the one I probably like, uh, if I was, if I'm gonna, like, I didn't dislike any of them. But the one that I won't watch again, I don't care about to watch again, would be Twins. Yeah, yeah. That one was the one. It was it was an interesting idea, but just I don't know. Maybe it's just the art the art style was just too anime ish. They was too far out there anime ish for me. Mm. And the whole you know breathing in space thing. Yeah, that was mine too. I'm like, and they're dead. Nope, they're not. Huh? And they're not wearing helmets because they can breathe in space. Okay. No. Yeah. Next. Uh, yeah, I get that. Um, my my other thing with it would be like the, um, this entire series is like a really good sort of cross section using Star Wars as like kind of a bit of a gateway drug to get you into different types of anime. Like, because you had like basically kind of one of every out thing outside of like a sports anime. Like you got like a little bit of romance here. You got your samurais and ninjas. You got some robots. You got your rock band anime. You know? yeah, we didn't really get the superhero anime involved. No, the that's robots true. one really. You didn't get the giant mech ones. Yeah, that, which yeah, I'm kind not of surprised. A whole lot of shoujo. At. Yeah. No, no, um, Gundam. no super. No, no, no super saiyans. Yeah. So, uh, do you think uh, you would watch season two? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. It's Star Wars. I'll watch season two. <laughs> it's Star Wars and anime. Of course I'll watch it. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah. Same here. Um, I'll, give, and I'll for, give anything Star Wars a chance. And for Ryan... Yes? Which of these shorts had a character you want as an action figure? Ooh. Hmm... I would say either, most likely, the first choice would be the uh, 
the the the, the lone I guess Ronin, if my really from uh, from the duel, the guy, either one of the you know, the good guy and the bad guy from the duel would be interesting. Yeah, especially if uh, she came with that umbrella, you know the uh, the split blade weapon mm-hmm. part that she put oh, yeah, on the blade. Oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, and then, huh? I don't know. I think that's a it's a series like you could. You couldn't do a whole wave made out of figures out of the series, uh, especially since it like with the samurai ones. Maybe you'd be treading on the the rights that the that uh, company out of Japan that makes the samurai Star Wars figures already. Yeah, you might not be able to to do those. But here here's my pitch for you, good sir. You do that in combination with because we've seen them dabble in it. Like you do a full blown. Star Wars Legends wave where it's stuff from the books that isn't canon anymore. Yep. And stuff from like this show and like maybe even throw in a couple of the cartoons or like the the stuff that isn't canon anymore give like this is the this is the excuse to do the wave where you get Mara Jade out there. Just say you mean like the stuff they just did that for the the uh, Lucasfilm anniversary four bo- the four figures in those uh, book bo- the book packages, yeah. Te- sim- technically, those are that, all yeah. stuff from Legends, right? Because that Luke oh, that yeah, Luke story yes, doesn't is. was a comic and, and novel. Same mm-hmm. with the uh, Imperial Guard and Jackson. And Jackson, yeah. And then no, you you're can, you're right. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. So yeah, you could just do it another wave like that with. Mm. Uh, if you wanted to do the same packaging and you put the, uh, you know, the artwork, for, for, you, know, you put a still from the art uh, of, of, of you know, Star Wars Visions on it. Yep. I, I'm on board with you doing a Legends-based wave because you know, there's so many Jedi and characters from those books that we've never had action figures of uh, at six-inch scale that mm. I would love to have. You know, like Kyle Katarn and Kron Horn and... And Mary Jade and but. and what's his name? The dude from well, not a Jedi, but the dude from uh, Shadows of the Empire. the The main guy from that that you play in the video game with the shoulder pads and stuff. Oh yeah, the yeah. I'm not Han Solo with the Outrider. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. No, no, so, yeah, but you uh, you you're yeah. right. So my, my my brilliant idea has already been done by Hasbro, and I'm just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's move into our last topic of the episode. Uh, what if we got uh, this is the I think the tying of the entire series together or the start of it, because we've got what one more episode after this one. Is it one or two? Uh, one or two. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the Watcher has been spotted by uh, Ultron in Vision's body. It's yep. the uh, the whole premise of the episode is what if Ultron won, and mm-hmm. he goes to uh, very big uh, places with with how he wins. Okay, so I need to interrupt here and put my my comic book nerd glasses on and push them up to yeah. my nose. And say, well, excuse me. Um, my biggest problem with this episode mm-hmm. is that 
they've established in Marvel continuity, at least in the comics, that the Infinity Stones of one universe will not work in another universe. So Ultron should uh, not be able to cross over to other universes and use his Infinity Stone powers. Now, that is not necessarily true in the MCU. It is. They do hint at it in Loki. I will give you that. Yeah. Because... But they, it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's true all the way through. Well, it's more in Loki. It's just wherever the TVA is, just none of that shit works. Yeah, because that could just be the quantum realm, or just out. It, it's it's some pocket unit, pocket right where that shit doesn't doesn't work. But in the comics, though, the one one of the ones I don't know if it was Infinite when they were trying to. When the universes were colliding and stuff like that, I think they tried to uh, use the Infinity Gauntlet to snap away the other worlds and stuff. And then they, I think they realized, oh, wait, it doesn't work because we're on the other planet or something like that. Like we're in the other galaxy or there was a comic somewhere that I read it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this is. Like I think this will be the the Watcher bringing together uh, the the multiverse version of the Avengers. Yep. Um. So, uh, how did everybody feel about this episode, uh, Ryan? What did you think? Like on a whole? Oh, I liked it. I thought it was great. Um. The uh, <laughs> the the Watcher realizing. Oh wait a minute. Wait. Oh shit. You. You can hear me and see me? Oh, oh crap. This is not good. This isn't yeah. supposed to happen. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? Um, um, and he's kind of, like, freaking out a bit. That was funny. I I thought it was interesting that they uh, they put him in a, kind of like an alternate dimension. like it, like it Or like a pocket dimension, I guess. Uh, like a world There's between a bit, worlds. Yeah, so we can yeah just... because they've never really done that with the Watcher. He's always been on the moon, and he can just see shit. Yeah. Well, but then I guess in the comics, it's always been like that watcher just kind of watches that universe and that or that you know our you know the the comic book world, not not a multi dimensional one, right? Or like a a multi universe yeah. a multiversal one like this one has has been. Um, it, it lists nine episodes, but we also know that there is a second season greenlit. So yeah, and what episode was this? Seven. This was uh no that this is episode eight. Yeah, okay, that's episode just, eight. And maybe there is just one more. Might lead on to a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Jen, Probably. What did you think? Well, I know what one of your main issues with this story was, but what did you think? I, I honestly, I really liked that episode. Uh, if there's one thing I always say about the shows and books and things that I, I watch and read is that I really like a smart bad guy. And I like a bad guy that is close to being undefeatable, but they need to still have that hope. Like you still need to have some glimmer of hope. Otherwise it always, there's a, anyway, I have a tangent, but anyway. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, my thing was though, and I, I don't, haven't read the comics. I don't really know much about the watcher, but the impression I got from watching um, this show up to now and even when he was fighting Ultron, he says, that, you know, he you can't fathom the power that I have. He gets beaten so easily. Shouldn't you be able to, like, defend yourself a bit more? And, you know, 
and if you can see the future and you can see all these different realities and all these different possibilities, how come you didn't see this one coming? <laughs> that was he the only thing that got me. He does mention that though in his diet that he does he can see infinite possibilities, but he never saw this one. Like it's one of those <laughs> things so, that they so, do make. There is a reason, but not a reason all the. Yeah. At the same time, like, and there's I mean, no explanation I, other than explanation. Yeah, I totally get it for the plot, and I'm like, I, I'm not saying this as a as a negative, and they should have changed it and not done it this way. I'm just thinking that they either should have, in my mind, and I mean, I don't know if this is also the influence, I've been influenced from external forces like you guys, uh, they either should have downplayed the Watcher's power, or they they should have done something to make him seem more vulnerable than he, like as vulnerable that he is instead of kind of building him up to be this like God basically. And then, you know, one guy breaks through and everything goes to shit. So well, I, that was my one thing. Darcy, my impression. Of, oh yeah. The way I look at the, the watcher, I, I don't necessarily see him as being all powerful. I see, yeah. you know, he's, he's all seeing, you know, you said he sees everything, but but uh, I don't really know the character of really having, you know, seeing him shooting stuff and they have, you know, laser blasts and stuff in this. I think it's the first time I've actually seen him doing that type of thing. Usually he's, you know, the way, the only way he's, his, even in action, like, the way he acts is, you know, yeah, he does get involved and maybe he'll tell somebody, you should do this, or maybe you need to look at that instead of, you know, just, or just pointing something out to them, right? Because he's supposed to just watch. And not interfere. Uh, and for the whole, maybe how he didn't see it coming, say, well, maybe that's the, the blind spot in his people's power set is that if it involves them, they can't see it coming. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I just, that was just, to me, it was a little bit of a, dis- not a disappointment, but it was a little bit of a surprise that. A little bit of a plot hole. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really excited that one evil Doctor Strange is coming back, and two, I want to know how the Watcher and evil Doctor Strange start to get the Avengers together from the different multiverses, and which ones they pick to go after uh, this crazy Ultron. So, yeah, I, I loved when and I loved it when Thanos showed up with his gauntlet, and Ultron is just like, "Huh," slices him in half. Yeah. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked the episode. I, I'm curious to see uh, where this goes. Um, the the other thing that I like, although like at the same time, is like uh, uh, evil Doctor Strange is slowly becoming on the internet the the new Mephisto. Uh, of he's yeah. uh, he's the Doctor Strange that we see in the Spider Man trailer. I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, you're you're <laughs> grasping, kids. You're grasping. Well, part of me would really like. Part of me would think it would be really cool that they tie this animated show back into the live action movies and TV. The other part of me doesn't think they'll ever do that. Like the the. But we do have precedent now with uh, Star Wars, right? With the Soka. And we're probably going to get live action characters from Rebels. Yeah. yeah. If, so if it ties it's not like out of live a action. possibility, but. No, it's not. If it's going to do it, the ch- my, my guess would be in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. 
because I'm sure we'll be seeing him hopping through the multiverse. And if we, you know, if he happens to run into a Captain Carter or a a, a zombie fighting Spider-Man. The possibility. Which version of of Black Widow they're going to pick? She was in a couple yeah, we'll we'll see how hurt butt hurt their feelings are with uh, that's true. Now that that lawsuit settled, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, we will come back to this and see how the the whole season wraps up in the future episode. But it is uh, time for us to wrap up this episode, and we do that every episode with geek picks. Ryan, what is your geek pick for this episode? Uh, I binged over the last week or so the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh. It is now on Netflix. It's only, t- it's only 10 episodes long. And uh, so, yeah, but this, yeah, it's over before you even know it. That's the, the, the sad part. Uh I thought it was, it was a good season. Last season. Yeah. 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 Oh. But uh, if you haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's on Netflix. Sit down and watch it all. Yes, it is so good. And, and if you're not a fan of if you're not a fan of Andy Samberg and anything else he's ever done, watch it anyway. Because I was kind of hesitant to watch it because I'm not I wasn't a fan of his. Um, but it it's great. Yeah. Uh, the last episode is a heist episode. Yay! Ooh. So. Wait, does Judy come back? Wait, does... No, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I watched Brooklyn 99, okay, cool. uh, Brooklyn 99, and so should you. I don't know, because I didn't know that new season that popped up on uh, Netflix yet, so. Yeah. And we should note Netflix in Canada. I don't. I imagine it's Hulu in the states. But uh, yeah. All right, Jen. What's your pick? So I just finished reading uh, a first book in a trilogy. Uh, the book is called Asperfell, A S P E R F E L L, by Jamie Thomas. Um, and basically, the premise is that a girl must rescue like this says right here one girl must rescue a king from a magical prison in a fantasy or in fantasy debut Asperfell. so she has to basically the king has been imprisoned in a in a prison that was been built for magicians and wizards and any magic users and so she has to go into this other world to break him out of this unbreak in order to bring him back so that he can save his kingdom because he was wrongfully imprisoned. Um, and I, I don't know, I had it on my to-read list for quite some time and I never got around to reading it. And then I just like read it in like super fast time, which is good because the second book came out. So now I've also started reading the second book. Um, I don't know when the third one's coming out, but it's like a YA book. It's... Uh, Again, again, it's a good fantasy. Um, it's not overly gory or violent or sexy. You know, there's not like huge sex scenes or anything like that. 
unlike the other book I'm currently listening to. Um, <laughs> but it's really good. So I, I, I highly recommend that you read at least the first book if you're a fantasy fan uh, of Asperfell. Cool. That's my good yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a pretty good one. Can't really argue with that. Uh, so, um, and this is one of the few times where I didn't really have a geek pick picked out. When I sat down. Yeah, I know. I'm usually prepared, but uh, this time it kind of got away from me just a little bit. Until I was talking to Ryan the other day and found out he hadn't seen Aliens. Um, for for my geek pick, and I'm going to try and do this during the, uh, the the month of October when we have episodes. I'm going to pick some slightly scary movies, and I'm going with yeah, I'm going with Alien, the first movie in the series. I uh, kind of. Checks off a bunch of boxes. It's sci-fi. It's definitely horror, and it's really good and done really, really well on a budget that uh, dwarfs most modern movies. And uh, this movie like just outperforms all of them. It's uh, you know the plot, but it's still it's amazing how well it holds up to me after seeing it. Like I've seen this movie so many times on TV, DVD. Blu-ray, VHS. I've seen it twice in theaters, <laughs> um, but it's still like it, the jump scares. Even though I know they're coming, still get me every single time. And the the design of the creature is like the word iconic gets thrown out a lot. But you know, if you even if you haven't seen any of these movies, if you see the alien, you know what it is. Like, you know where it's from, you know what it is. It just, like, it transcends what it was in the first place. So Yeah, I need I to find a, a, a good definitive alien action figure to hide in my collection. Yeah, so. there's a couple. Like, NECA's been Oh, NECA's got some out. great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jen got me one from, uh, it's one of the video game figures. Mm-hmm. And the it's one of the video game figures where the 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 paint job on it just makes it look absolutely fantastic. It's uh, but uh, yeah, it, it it really depends on what type of alien you want and which movie you want because <laughs> it's out there and for sale. Yep. That is it for this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll probably have uh, a movie review because there's a lot kicking around out there. As of today, that we need to sit down and watch. There's Free Guy is uh, available on Disney Plus. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, hit theaters the, the day of this recording. You know, so it's probably going to be a movie review. And uh, I'm not sure how long's Kevin gone for a week or two weeks. He is not back until after Canadian Thanksgiving, so he's gone for two weeks. Two weeks. So um, we might, depending on the timing. Uh, if Kevin is available, he will be giving us an update on all things Disney Park. No, I don't um, think he'll be in the uh, if the way we might be the episode after that. Yeah, yeah. and or, what it's like in the outside world. Yeah, or How scary uh, is it? Yeah, that, actually, that's a good bunch of questions there. What was it like to travel for the first time across the border during COVID? But um, you know, that's uh, 
that will be left for a later episode. We hope he's having fun. In the I meantime, sure uh, Ryan, you've yep. got shows. Where the what's uh, going on with the uh, the Collectorverse right now? Oh, uh, well, we're doing stuff on the Instagrams. Uh, Ed uh, posted another video recently. Uh, we got, uh, he got his hands on the Hascon exclusive Master of Disguise G.I. Joe Classified Zartan set. Yeah, I'm jealous. That hit uh, EB Games slash GameStops here in Canada early. And uh, mm-hmm. so he did, a quick, he did a review. So we got a video uh, posted up on our Instagram of that. Uh, we're always posting photos and videos up there. It's Tales from Collectorverse. Um, check us out. Follow us. Like us. Share us. That's where you can find us. <laughs> Jen, uh, you've been on a bit of a hiatus with the uh, Sailor Snacking, but you have recently started recording stuff. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Sailor, 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 yeah. Sailor Snacking is going to be coming back soon. We finally bit the bullet and finished watching the first 13 episodes of Sailor Moon R, which, as I've often said, are awful. So we're just going to get a couple more episodes in the can, and uh, then we'll start releasing them again. So you can find us on Instagram at Sailor Snacking if you want to keep up to date with uh, those episodes. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know that they'll also pop up in your podcast feed. And for me, this is my my main podcast outlet, but I do appear on other shows from time to time. If you go over to our friends at Post Wrestling, they have a show called MCU Later. I was on the What If episode for Party Thor. It's part of their Patreon, so you will have to pay a couple bucks in order to listen to it. But uh, they've got a lot of other good content over there, too, if you are into pro wrestling at all. Um, Beyond that, I also have my Mixcloud show for Black Donnelly Radio. It's called The Dark Side. It shows up every Thursday evening. It's a mix of goth, industrial, and dark alternatives. Um, It's uh, pretty good. And... uh, I will say for uh, so when this episode comes out, it will be the Thursday uh, of this week that this episode comes out. I'm doing a episode that might appeal to more people. It's what I'm going to be doing in the series that I'm calling Gateway Drugs, which yeah. might not be the greatest of idea. But uh, one of the the best Gateway Drugs into goth and industrial and darker alternative music. I'm going to be featuring the soundtrack to the Brandon Lee film, The Crow. So it will be a bunch of songs from that and a bunch of information that you might not know about that soundtrack, including a song that was supposed to be on it, but got let uh, left off the soundtrack. So there you go. In the meantime, we hope you will come back in two weeks for uh, more nerdy goodness from this show. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to us, too. Hit us up on our socials. We, we would love to talk to you. Yep. Facebook, Instagram, truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Yay! <laughs> Good night. <laughs> See you. Bye! You don't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. 
To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. called time traveling.